travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the weirdness. Why are we wearing bras on our heads? The history. Live Aid. We're coming together. And the simple pleasures. All I hear some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, 80s addicts, it's time again for Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. And, of course, we're listening to the fabulous 1980 hit by Gary Newman, Cars. And so that can only mean one thing. It means it's time for our first ever One Hit Wonders episode. And for that, we bring in the heavy artillery. So today's special guest is... Rick Gershman, writer for the St. Petersburg Times, and I do the illiterate blog for the St. Pete Times, which is currently being written by Rango the Orangutan. So uh, Steve asked me to come in today to assure that I am alive, I am still posting, and uh, (laughs) still doing little other than uh, popping in for a podcast for Stuck in the 80s. But what better occasion could there be for my resurrection? Right. And and, and to clarify, it's all really because Sean Daly's a complete weasel, right? Uh, Complete is, uh, (laughs) yeah, I think complete is about the the term that would come to mind, indeed. What uh, what is Sean supposedly up to today? Sean is, uh, we we have no idea what Sean's up today, but he... uh, (laughs) Like most days, okay. He he pulled a Ferris, and he's not here today, so... Sweet. He's gone. Gina Vivanetto remains on our on sick leave. She's on the DL. She's uh, hopefully going to be back soon. Awesome. Recovering. But in the meantime, we are going to tackle one of the most uh, comprehensive topics of the 80s, the land of the one-hit wonders. And to make it easier, we're going to break it into years. And so this episode, we're only going to talk about the one-hit wonders of 1980. Oh, boy. So how old would you have been in 1980? I would have been, uh, as of my birthday in 1980, I would have been 11 years old. Okay, so I would have been like 13 or 14. So we're looking at uh, middle school and uh, beginning of high school. So sure, it's going to be an interesting mix of songs we're going to hear today. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to have our uh, expert producer here play us the songs one by one. And uh, we'll hear them the same time you hear them. And we will gasp, moan, and vomit. The same time you do as we uh, listen to some of these tunes. You're not going to believe some of the ones we dug up. I mean, some of these songs I've never heard. Some of these songs I wish I'd never heard. You agree pretty much? I do agree pretty much. And since I was already gasping, moaning, and vomiting before we started the program, I think it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be quite entertaining. I'm looking forward to it. It's the old Jägermeister and uh, Wheaties breakfast. I think you really ought to reconsider that. Uh, it's the, uh, yeah, I think, I, th- I think you may have a point on it there, Steve. Okay, so here's we've already talked about Gary Newman, or we've already brought up the Gary Newman song Cars. And some people would argue that he's actually not a one-hit wonder. I mean, Cars was his only American hit, but Gary Newman has got a career – in the UK that spans to this day. That's uh, that's true. And I, and I think if we can uh, find a single person from the UK or from the US who actually remembers any of those other hits that uh, that he's had over there, it'd be useful. But yeah, that's the funny nature of a one-hit wonder. There are, there are artists who you know may have other fan bases in other places, but right. you know only one thing actually uh, registers with the American public. And quite honestly, you know that's all we really care about when right. it comes to one-hit wonder. It's funny because I mean, I, I, I mean Gary Newman's cars is really it did really sort of uh, bring in the whole area of the synth mm-hmm. uh, new wave movement in the eighties. And you would think that someone who who had such a prominent role in that would would continue on in the American 
you know, listening public and have a role, but he didn't. And I don't. I have no idea why. I know that to this day, though, he still performs in the UK. I, I think it could be because being, you know, three feet tall and incredibly <laughs> pasty faced and uh, looking uh, scarier, I think, than Peter Murphy um, <laughs> might play a role in actually crossing over in America. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, you just kind of, you know, fit in with the rest of the populace. So yeah. that's uh, oh. that part of the problem. But uh, yeah, Gary's a creepy looking little guy, I got to say. But uh, without a doubt, that sound is incredibly influential. You hear that through a lot of things yeah. through the 80s, um, influenced, I think, a lot of other performers. Um, I'll, I'll say it's probably one of my top favorite. If you, if you had to name favorite one-hit wonders, that no question about it, that is one of my top ten. It, it, it's a cool tune. And, and when a song holds up you know, even decades later, and, and sure, you can hear it. You know it's an 80s song. And some of these songs, I'm sure we're going to hear, we're going to say, oh, yeah, that's 80s. You can hear that synth. You can hear a little bit of the yeah. cheesy kind of, um, you know, some of the things that you hear in there. But some of these songs, you know, I'm sure will hold up really well and yeah. other ones won't. So My, my only Gary Newman story was when I um, – I think 1980 or so, or 1981, I was I finally got uh, permission to buy my own stereo, and uh, the way I um, shopped it around was I had a I had a little cassette tape of Gary Newman cars, really? and that's what I used on every uh, stereo to test to see how I liked the sound system. No kidding! Wow, so, it was either that or Kiss Destroyer for my eight, for, <laughs> that was on eight track, and I was trying to cut my ties with eight track. So, okay, so that's good, good. I, it's probably the only. Podcast and world that's going to make the uh, Gary Newman to Kiss Destroyer jump in less than twelve parsecs. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I, w- I would hope so, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so enough with Gary Newman. Let's cue up the next one-hit wonder of nineteen eighty. Producer, nervous. producer, let us have it. Mardonis. <laughs> so smooth. Hot in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't see that one coming. That was 1980. Oh, geez. That's Benny Mardonis, uh, Into the Night. Which... Yeah. You know, I uh, I had no idea that was Benny Mardonis uh, by the fact that I... And and I think I I know pretty much all the 80s uh, one-hit wonders, but I had never even heard the name Benny Mardonis until... Oh, I think about five or six seconds ago. So, uh, <laughs> did Benny do anything else? Do you have any clue? Yeah, well, he was um, he's a singer songwriter from Maryland, and uh, that was his big hit. It was it was a top ten. Oh, actually, you know what? That was a top ten hit twice, which is the very first time that ever happened for a solo artist. It broke in um, 1980 in the, with the album Never Run, Never Hide. But he did another a classic. Um, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic <laughs> and then he did uh, another 1989 release album that had the same song on it so it actually it actually charted twice that actually makes a lot of sense because it occurs to me that that, that it sounds so familiar to me that it would make a lot more sense if i'd have heard it later in you know later yeah. in my teenage years yeah and he's still around today i mean this year actually he just released a new album called uh, let's hear it for love mm-hmm. on uh, warrior Records. so benny's uh he's uh he's a trooper he's still out there the only thing this song reminds me of is um you know circa 1980 probably couple skating at the roller rink with this sure. song yeah i mean sure. it's, it's a good makeout song i'll give you that oh absolutely it's got the very kind of smooth romantic yeah. kind of you know and and that intro has got the very oh kind yeah of plastic it's, it's fantastic in. but then he ruins it at the end i mean <laughs> the guy goes off like a friggin' lunatic it suddenly i mean he he eats a plate of broken glass and then starts wailing at top of here listen to this 
and the, the man is in agony, and, yeah. and it's almost like he, he knew this would be his one big song. And, and <laughs> he's he giving it all he's got. All, every emotion from yeah. every single relationship in his life, you know, running from his mother <laughs> to his to his mother. I mean, it just I don't even know, but the, the man is in just utter agony, and well, it's uh, it, and, and, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. I love quite, I love the opening lyrics. She's just sixteen years old. Leave her alone. They say. They say. Well, guess what? We all say leave her alone at sixteen years old. But it's, that's okay. You it's, know? it's the man coming down on Benny Mardona. So I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you what. It's just uh, you got to stand up for what's right there, Benny, or, only or in, what's right to you. <laughs> only in nineteen eighty could you joke about trying to make it with a sixteen year old and get it and turn it into a top ten hit. Exactly. So, yeah. Because yeah. did wasn't my Sharona by the Knack the same sort of spiel where it was like uh, falling in love with someone who was underage. So I, I, I that think was, that, that was pretty regular. But for some reason, yeah, yeah you could kind of the <laughs> yeah. uh, your sweet sixteen, your beautiful, your mind from the fifties, sixties. I mean, you know, for some time that wasn't uh, you know, there, there wasn't the onus on that, <laughs> and apparently not to many. So. Uh, Benny, 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 Benny. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we'll stop beating up on Benny and find somebody else to beat up. Um, Who's the uh, next victim in the uh, cavalcade of horrors, producer? <laughs> Cue it up. <laughs> Fantastic. The, the Euro pop sensation that was M. This is the time on uh, Sprockets when we dance. Uh, what the hell is that guy saying in that song anyway? I'm pretty sure he made it's, up those lyrics. In, uh, yeah, in I actually downloaded the lyrics before. the other day. Oh, I was yeah. like, New York, Paris, Munich. Yeah, it's, uh, do you remember the video for this song? I, I, as I seem to recall, it's one of those, well, it was, it was 1980, so when they, you know, they <laughs> yeah. shot these videos for like, you know, you know a, a buck fifty. But it wasn't just like they're kind of sitting on a little empty sound stage and he's singing. There's two little sort of German, German looking, looking uh, just going pop, 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 pop music. music. Yep, that's it. That's uh, the white backdrop that later to be adapted by missing persons and everything. <laughs> Every other uh, exactly. exact. Yeah. Um, this is a song performed by M, a.k.a. Robin Scott. Um, oh, everyone already knew that. I don't think you had to clarify yeah, that for but, them, uh, Steve. Ah, uh, no, for the, uh, for the newbies. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, uh, he's, a, he's from the U.K. He's still, he's still out there. He's, uh, his career spans about four decades. But, uh, and a greatest hits collection of uh, various re-recordings of pop music. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, this, it's a great song. It reminds me of middle school all the way. And... Um, it's you know. very catchy. It's 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 like your your prototypical one hit wonder, I think, yeah. if you will, in the U.S. Yeah. You get a, a very simple little catchy melody uh, that works. just hits at the right time, it and worked. and uh, you know, it, you know, it kind of reminds me in a way of uh, Queen. The uh, you know, I'm um, not another one bites the dust, but uh, we will rock you. You know, just a yeah, simple, boom, boom, real, right. a real, just a real simple premise, and just let's. Let's kill it with radio play until we all have it, you know, swimming in our heads while we're trying to sleep at night. It's, exactly, yeah. I, I think you coined it when we were listening to it. You said it's it's catchy and creepy. Oh uh, yeah, it, what is well, well, much much like much of this uh, sort of UK yeah. uh, synthy kind yeah. of, uh, or like a Winona Ryder movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar, actually. Yes. So uh, well, 
Pop music, indeed. Well, it uh, and it's interesting because I'm not. If if you had to come up with one example of uh, of, of pop music, that that wouldn't be the one I'd pick. But uh, it is a. Uh, uh, I'm glad to add it, it to the repertoire. So, so 1980. I mean, very 1980s. You don't even have to tell us uh, what year we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Now. There's nothing the producer can do that will. Uh, Give us the chills quite so so strongly as that tune. So do your worst. <laughs> Cue it up, baby. I said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to be. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, and the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say, up, jump the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Block the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Ah, the horror that is the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> Dude, that's so cold. What's, uh, what's, what's your issue with Sugar Hill Gang? Oh, anyway, man, you very know influential song. It is. It is. This is a classic. This is probably one of the very first... Uh, Huge hits for the rap genre. Absolutely, yeah. One of the, the first real rap songs that sort of became mainstream and introduced the regular public to, uh, to rap music. Right. Sold more than 8 million copies. And the uh, tune is borrowed from uh, Sheik's uh, Good Times. Yes, yes. But uh, not one of my favorite bands either. <laughs> but here's, here's my tragic story about uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. I once uh, I traded a friend in, uh, I guess it was middle school, for... Um, I traded my copy of the Eagles Long Run for his copy, his single of the Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. And I still to this day think I got robbed. I should have kept <laughs> I should have kept the Eagles Long Run. I don't know what – just I went for the flavor of the moment and didn't think of the historical consequences that would follow. And to this day, I, when I hear this song, I think – it goes through my brain. I should have kept the Long Run by the Eagles. You just feel like you got jacked by your buddy yeah. basically and you're going to you know hold what, this against the Sugar Hill you Gang. You know what? And the only thing that's going to make it better is if the Sugar Hill Gang sends me a copy of the Eagles the long run and then i will feel better is that yeah. gonna happen i i, I don't I, I don't foresee that happening although you know since uh the, the eagles probably sold what, probably another 50 million copies right. of the long run somebody uh, send me a somebody just burn me a copy of the long run so i can like pull this mental uh splinter out of my head well i'll have to take exception to this sugar hill gang incredibly influential song you still hear the lyrics occasionally being sampled and repeated in by various rap artists even up to this day um, it, you know, it's a song that obviously I think started a lot of people in the rap career, for better or for worse, if you will. Um, and it's uh, and, and I'm very sorry that it was a painful experience for you. Uh, but I still like the tune. I still think it, you know it's got a great beat. It's got great stupid lyrics, and certainly oh, it's not fantastic lyrics. You know, uh, and uh, you know it's the sort of flow and the sort of thing that could cross over to uh, the mainstream public while still being uh, you know what it was supposed to be. So I still love rappers' delight. I find it delightful. <laughs> delightful. And. Uh, and, uh, you know, I own a copy of Eagle's Greatest Hits, so I can live without the long run. So maybe it's just me. It was the simplicity of the cover of the long run. That's what I missed. Uh, you know what cracked me up was when, um, if, you, if you're a big fan, I know you're a big fan of the movie The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. When, um, when the old lady, the old grandma breaks into Rapper's <laughs> Delight great. at the wedding ceremony. I thought that's probably one of the funniest scenes of the movie. And I know a lot of kids today probably only know that song because of that movie. Probably, so. yeah. Yeah, actually. That's a shame because it was a huge, huge song at the time. And uh, and uh, we relive it today in all its glory. Well, I think, you know, probably. Did, did that proceed or did that come after when uh, when Blondie did Rapture and added the little rap break in there? and had, I want to uh, say that was before. or Certainly right about the same time. It would have been really close to the same yeah. time. 
fun because yeah. I think with a lot Bonnie of people, did that. I think that was that was when finally people said, "Whoa!" It was right around seventy nine, eighty. Would have been yeah. really, really close. And I remember that was one of the things that you know where, where people are pop music. Oh, this is what, and it was sort of what rap was. I right. mean, obviously, she was kind of you know. Uh, that, that also brings up a good point. Even though some of these songs that we're doing today are, um, we're talking about them in the year nineteen eighty. They really, some of them were actually recorded in seventy nine, but they charted mm-hmm. in eighty, and that's why we're talking about them sure. today. So. Well, the Sugar Hill Gang didn't disappear immediately, and they have made a comeback somewhat recently. In 1999, they did a children's rap album, so that's uh, did they? Yep. So they're not exactly uh, gone and forgotten forever, but uh, they're gone from this podcast from now because it's time to queue up the next uh, disaster. Let's bring the pain. Funky Town is it not? Am I incorrect in this? Am I catching the title right? That is Funky Town. It is Funky Town. Funky Town. And who recorded Funky Town anyway? Uh, Limps Lips Inc. Lips Inc. Which should which the whole idea of the uh, title is Lip Sync. Lip Sync would have never occurred. That was what they were going for because you're. It's not Lips Incorporated. It's Lips Inc. Lips Inc. Okay, I understand now. That makes it makes much more sense to me. Funky Town. (laughs) I I have a renewed affection for Funky Town. You know, when when it first came out, I was like, "Oh, this this stupid piece of crap." But you know what? That's a that's an unbelievably catchy little tune. They could use that little keyboard intro for the uh, for a good ringtone for a cell phone. That that would be awesome. People would catch that immediately. It's got that cool little that little lifting little poppy thing, and then it comes in with a little guitar and the bass and and the the, sort of funky kind of a groovy thing. Yeah, you could sort of say this is like the last. Gasp of disco, mm-hmm. um, and if you're going to make a last gasp, this is not a bad one for it. I love this song. Um, always, always is a pick. It's a good pick me up. No, no, it's it really is. I mean, it's uh, it, it has remarkable staying power. Certainly, sounds very much an '80s song, very much 1980. Right. Lip Sync is uh, was Lip-sync. the artist who recorded this. Yeah. So one thing I love about some of these one hit artists is that you know they have the kind of uh, band names you can never imagine <laughs> them having a second hit. Quite honestly, it's right. like we're gonna call ourselves Lip Sync because quite honestly, yeah, no one's gonna expect another song were, out of us. Um, they were uh, they were the brainchild of uh, Steven Greenberg, and they're a Minneapolis uh, group. Really? Pre uh, Prince and the Revolution. In fact, some of the members of this band actually went on to be in the first uh, couple incarnations of Prince's Revolution. No kidding. I yeah. had no idea. So, this is, you could sort of give them credit for kind of kickstarting the, the Minneapolis uh, music scene. I, 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 th- I think pretty much all the music that's come out of Minneapolis from Prince to Husker Du, I think we can pretty much uh, oh, credit uh, Lip Sync for that right there. Can't wait for, I can't uh, wait for our epic Husker Du episode. Dude, I'm I here was, for the Husker Du episode. Man, those are, I love those guys. Oh, those are, they were awesome. But, I still uh, listen to Bob Mould. But yeah. uh, we're getting so far off the yeah, subject. Which we're, is, so, we're so not nice. Which is what I'm here right for. Yeah. I want to give you a little taste of Sean Daly, if at yeah. all possible, while we're uh, in here and just try to take, <laughs> try to hijack this broadcast. Uh, you know, you got to somehow work in Molly Sherman and Loss of Virginia. And some sort of awkward, uh, sweaty man boob thing. Okay. If, if you get all that in there, then you've got Sean Daly. But uh, I am your man. He's, he's, but, uh, he's sitting in bed right now, probably listening to our podcast on his uh, iPod, just wincing as we we mention him over and over again. Hey, you know, we can't <laughs> next get time, our... show up. <laughs> <laughs> Make it much easier. Uh, so let's finally put a uh, nail in the coffin of the disco era and move on to our next one hit wonder, Maestro, if you will. 
<laughs> Turning Japanese by the Vapors. The Vapors. This I say I make you I make this case right now. Ultimate ultimate one hit wonder of 1980 because this band had nothing else. I mean, really? period. That their was album didn't chart. None of their other songs charted. This was it. I mean, they you know. And that's remarkable cuz honestly, <laughs> it is a it's a well-constructed, fun, you know, little, you know, that cool little guitar riff and uh it's got kind of a chugging little chorus. Uh, we we've heard it a million times. Maybe the mistake was, you know, entitling it "Turning Japanese," and no one really could figure out what the hell they were talking about with that uh, with that notion. Isn't there some uh, rumor in like the music biz that what "Turning Japanese" is all about? There, there, there is a rumor. Uh, there's a, there's a thought to that. I guess someone actually asked them about it one time, and 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 they gave an explanation. I don't don't know if you wish me to share well, that here on this give program. It, give us the uh, slightly sanitized version. Of I'll, it. Uh, I'll I'll do my best for you here, Steve. <laughs> um, my understanding is that uh, the reference to "Turning Japanese" referred to. Uh, um, when the uh, when the songwriter um, he was referring to uh, for lack of a better term masturbation ah. and uh, that uh, sort of at the moment of climax if you will uh, that the gentleman his face would contort and twist in oh, such a way uh, that his oh, uh, his no. euphemism if you will was turning Japanese which I'm sure <laughs> must thrill uh, uh, anyone of uh, Japanese culture or, uh, <laughs> or really anyone with any sense of taste whatsoever. Yeah, I guess the whole turning Bosnian thing didn't catch on. <laughs> yes, that wasn't the best move. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel, more Bosnian. It's, uh, Empty, you know, uh, no life or energy left in me as if uh, my whole country has been destroyed by a horrible civil war. I just, uh, <laughs> just pray to God never to witness that moment, moment Steve. It's, uh, it's a, a great hope to me. Um, Maybe during the next song break. Uh, <laughs> that might be, might be a good move. But regardless of what turning Japanese yeah. uh, actually means. Uh, they, they formed, the Vapors formed in 78. They, um, every member of the band pretty much came and went at will. And uh, they, did, they survived maybe 18 yeah. months and they were... Here and gone. Like you said, the quintessential, you know, one-hit wonder. They came up with, uh, with, with a cool little song, cool little uh, catchy little tune with a catchy little melody, right. and people, people dug it, and they couldn't come up with another one, and they, uh, they pleasantly uh, vanished into the ether of... Uh, the ether. <laughs> the, the, of, e- the brilliant ether of the 80s. Of the 80s, exactly. Ah, the vapors. We hardly knew you. Anyway, so we, well, let's uh, shut the door on those clowns and move on to... Uh, <laughs> Ah, my favorite time of the show. It must be time for Name That 80s Tune. Is that what that, that sound is? That's, yeah. I uh, thought like like the that, smoke detector you? was going off or something. Well, it could sure be that was, too, uh, but we're not leaving. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Oh, damn. Just, okay. if, <laughs> if, stuck. if the security guy knocks on the door, though, just shh, be real quiet for like a few minutes and he'll yeah, go sure. away and we'll be fine. Daily, <laughs> Daily would be running for his mom by now, so, uh, but I'll hang in with you, Steve. Uh, that's cool. Here's how it works. Uh, Name That 80s Tune is a little show gimmick that we do every week where we play a little piece of a song from the 80s. If you can name the song title and the artist, you email us and you get a chance to win a free baseball cap from TBT. It's Ooh. pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, a free baseball cap from TBT, huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing this for a few weeks now, and uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, here's, the, here's the tough one. We had a clip a couple of weeks ago that nobody got, so we had to give people tips last week on some hints. 
and uh, we said it was a New Zealand band, I think, from, from the early 80s. Hmm. So let's play the clip again and see if our uh, special guest here can get it. Okay. Maestro, if you will. Aha! Do you recognize it? I do, I do. That's, uh, that's, that's Split Ends. Yep. And the name of the song... Problem is, it's always tough because it's not in the chorus. But it's "I Got You," isn't it? That's it. That's, that's it. right. That's okay. amazing because nobody got it the first week. Somebody got the chorus of it, but they didn't get the song. It's it's tough, yeah, because right. he just sort of says, you know, "I got you" there at the start. Um, but yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah. those guys are great. Good song, good song. It's uh, we had a lot of people who got the answer to this after we gave you the the uh, tip last week, but we only had one person who uh, won the hat, and that person is Ella Avar. And when she emails me back her location, we'll know where she's at, and we'll send her a baseball cap. Awesome! And that's uh, what's the, what's the retail price on that uh, baseball cap? That's got <laughs> one at least million dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, no, that's, it's, that's they're pretty actually good. pretty cool. They're they're not some cheesy little uh, foam hat that you get at the county fair. These are pretty nice. Uh, awesome! Every, we've had no complaints so far. So uh, without further ado, let's listen to this week's clip. Aha! Appropriately vague. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much how they describe the podcast on a regular yeah, basis. So, so that emotionally works out well. vacant is also two words that they use. <laughs> that's a good one, man. But uh, wow, that's you a reckon, toughie. You, do you get it? I don't. I really. That's uh, that. That's really tough. If I could hear, maybe you know. You want to hear it again? Here if, we go. Man, if, one more time. All right. You know, that, I think if I could just get maybe two or three <laughs> more minutes of it, I think, <laughs> and and an explanation of the artist, I think I'd be good yeah. to go. But uh, no, that's a tough one. That's going to be a big challenge. Yeah, we'll see if anyone set. gets it. If you don't, we'll give you hints next week. But uh, you know, it. Uh, uh, should I give a tip or not? Should I give a hint? I'm trying to decide. No, you know what? Everybody complains that we make these things too easy, so I'm not giving any hints this week. All You're right, just going to have to deal with it. You know, next time, don't even play the clip. And yeah. I think <laughs> then we'll see how good these people yeah, are, okay? Let's we'll see who's going to step up Asia. to the plate. It's Asia. <laughs> Damn it. They got it already. <laughs> no. Um, if you think you know the uh, title of the song and the artist, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com with the, uh, the name and the artist, and we will uh, let you know next week how you did. So meanwhile, while we uh, let those uh, let the fans contemplate their fate, let's uh, let's tackle a couple more uh, one hit wonders of the eighties. Oh gosh, wow! So the uh, the pain goes on. Huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> almost right. over. It's kind of like uh, our work day. So uh, <laughs> that works out well. <laughs> yeah. let's Maestro, if you will. Robbie Dupree. <laughs> Robbie Dupree. Robbie Dupree. Name just rolls off your tongue. It, it, it? really does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what his real name is? No. Robbie Dupree. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just spells slightly different. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it sounded like a, a stage name to me. No. Steal Away. That's now, what I was thinking about doing that during that song, actually. Yeah. Curious, so, some, so now, some people would argue, and I'll give him, I'll give him uh, credit for this, that he's actually not a one-hit wonder because he had another song, Hot Rod Hearts. Hot Rod Hearts. Which was uh, a top 20 song, but not a top 10 song. So it's like, man, eh, do you want to call that a hit or not? Do you, do you remember that song? Do you want to hear a piece of it? You know, uh, I don't recall that song. And uh, 
I don't really want to hear a piece of it, but feel <laughs> free to hit me with it if you uh, want to. Yeah, so, no, you're going to. Unfortunately, handy. I'm torturing you with it anyway. Hot Here Rod go. Hearts, okay. Here, here, here's a few seconds of Hot Rod Hearts. Keep on running with Hot Rod Hearts out on the boulevard tonight. Here come the hungry sharks up from the bottom for another bite. Now does it ring a bell? Yeah, not in the slightest. No, I'm going to have to <laughs> stick with the. Uh, I'm going to have to go against people who argue that it's not a one hit wonder. Um, if. Uh, if uh, Hot Rod Hearts uh, rings a huge bell with anyone else, uh, please, the uh, first one to call in will get a uh, TBT ball cap, I hear. So yeah. that works out well. I'm kidding. Yes. By all means, everyone who calls the uh, first 10 callers to uh, Rick Gershman's <laughs> home phone number uh, tonight will, That's right. will win a special prize from Stuck in the 80s. We'll be the, providing uh, that after the, uh, after the podcast. So. Robbie actually was nominated for uh, Best New Artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I know. It's a curse, is it not? I we, mean, every Best New Artist is, by definition, a one-hit wonder. Pretty much. We should do a list, actually, of all the 80s one, oh, yeah, man, best new sad. artists at some point and see which yeah. ones. Maybe one in ten I'd be, it'd be amazed to see. I, looked at, him, I think I looked careers. at them one time, all ten from the 80s, and I think really about six or seven of them were phonies who ended yeah. up being one-hit wonders. Yeah, Millie great... Vanilli was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, so it's uh, so Robbie Dupree unfortunately joins the uh, Hollowed halls of the one-hit wonders, and that's that's too bad. But so be it. He's still around. He still does some recording from time to time. But uh, that's it for uh, Mr. Dupree. So uh, Sorry, without Robbie. further ado, let us let us torture our ear canals a little more. Let's do it. Devo. Uh, I'm kind of almost sad to see them on the list here. It is. It, it seems a little unfair. I mean, it's, it's such an influential group and had a lot of other, you know, songs, maybe not necessarily top 10 hits. But, uh, yeah, Whippet's going to be the one that everyone will remember, whether they know, you know, how influential Devo was outside of that. And Mark Mothersbaugh, the, uh, you know, the guy who's uh, the brainchild behind Devo, um, you know, went on to score a lot of movies. He's done a lot of sure, stuff. You know, yeah. he's been influential in the business for years and years and years. But, yeah, everybody's going to come back to Whippet. And uh, wow, that was an incredible video, wasn't it? You know it? what? Uh, it was an incredible video. It was uh, one that kind of scared all the moms out of the room. It was you know? terrifying, <laughs> yes. It was terrifying and freaky. And really said, hey, this is the 80s. Things are changing. Everything. Oh, yeah. It's a whole new world. Oh, yeah. Do you know what the name uh, Devo is from? Um, I think I knew at some point, but I forget. Please educate from the, me. From the concept of de evolution, right. that mankind has actually regressed instead of evolved. So. I see. And I think, uh, given Britney Spears, I think that's proven the point. Uh, that's <laughs> an extremely fair point, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a great song. I, I'm a huge Devo fan, and um, the only Devo story I have is back in high school, um, we used to have a. Um, a little dance cheerleader squad. They weren't the regular cheerleaders. They were the dancers. I don't know. I don't know how they... So they were above the cheerleaders. You know? <laughs> really? Okay. But, uh, Strange they, school you went to, actually, wasn't it? Was this a real school? <laughs> no, Countryside High School, right here in Clearwater, Florida. Um, but uh, they're still there. Uh, but the, the dance squad is no longer there, and it's because of a Devo song. Really? They decided at a pep rally to dress up like sleazy, slutty punk rocker girls okay. and do a dance routine to uh, the Girl You... Was it Girl You Want? Right. The Devo song. And... They were 45 seconds into the routine, and suddenly it was like a... Pull the plug. 
<laughs> across the record. And the principal's like, well, okay, uh, thank you very much. And, and that was the end of the Cougarettes. Oh, my gosh. No more Cougarettes as a result of uh, Devo. So to this day, it's like I, I, whenever I hear Devo, I just think of uh, slutty punk rocker uh, high school girls. That's a, well, that, that's a, that's well a, granted, I think about that about you know, 10 times a day. <laughs> pretty anyway, much. But particularly when I hear Devo. It's kind of your Pavlovian response to anything <laughs> is, is my understanding. Yeah, but uh, so Devo makes the list. That's a shame. But, uh, you know. C'est la vie. So have we got uh, any more, producer? One more, you say? Ah, cue it up then. The mighty buggles. What better way to uh, to end this episode than the the uh, twin uh, quasars of uh, new wave music with uh, Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs? Do, do I recall correctly? This is this was the first video that was uh, was ever shown on MTV. Yep. Is that yep. right? It is the uh, eternal answer to the question. First video ever on MTV, and uh, it's a great video. It's a great song. It's a great song. It is an absolutely great song. It's a song I could still listen to today, which is uh, which is you know rather amazing when you consider some of the songs we've listened to today. Right, uh, but it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just you know it's it's un, it's it has a sort of epic quality to it. Uh, the melody, the uh, um, it, it's just a great song. Absolutely they, um, great. The 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 trouble with this one is that it did chart. In 1980, but mainly in Britain, it mm-hmm. didn't really hit America strongly until 81, 82, with the, right. with the rise of MTV. And the Buggles kind of were one of those, uh, you know, here one day, gone the next, here one day again sort of groups because Jeff Downs, of course, went on to form Asia. Right. And uh, but the group was around. They had a couple other hits in Britain. They had uh, the Plastic Age, Come Clean, for, mm-hmm. for example. But but they'll never live down, unfortunately, this one. And every time I hear the Buggles, I think the Buggaloos. Do you ever remember that? <laughs> I do remember the Buggaloos. <laughs> the Buggaloos. Yes. Would have been Buggaloos. a whole different song, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, and that uh, was not a hit. It should not have ever been a <laughs> definitely hit. Definitely not. But uh, That's one of those nightmarish things that comes to you after uh, one too many gin and Gatorades. That would. Uh, that, that sounds exactly right. No, I mean, it is a great song. And Trevor Horn went on to – he's done a lot of producing and been in a lot of other bands, sure. too. Sure, huge um, name. Huge uh, name. Absolutely. And, and they came together and, and made a, a classic song. That I think I think it's appropriate. That's the first song on MTV, you know, especially since MTV doesn't play music anymore. And uh, <laughs> you know, back in the day, they started off with you know, honestly, a really cool little tune. Well, why have music when you can have Room Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> True. I just like the fact that I feel bad anymore if uh, if I'm only you know dating one person at a time. I can turn on MTV and realize I'm supposed to be you know auditioning you know six other people uh, simultaneously as my date, and uh, and that you know my girlfriend should be doing the same. And I think that <laughs> seems to be MTV's notion these days. I miss the video killed the radio star days, and uh, I wish uh, I wish music could kill the reality TV star days on MTV. <laughs> Maybe it now. still will. Yeah. I know you can still see a lot of these videos on VH1 Classic, which is pretty much where I've been resorted to watching. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's painful. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. It's like God. <laughs> but uh, so, of all these songs we've listened to today, is that your favorite, or do you have another one that pops to mind? You know what? Honestly, I think it probably would be. I'd have yeah. to. I'd have to go with Video Killed the Radio Star. I'd it's on. Uh, the best. It's on every must-have compilation compilation from the '80s, probably along with. Uh, uh, turning Japanese, so sure. those are probably the two most popular ones from today. But absolutely. Uh, 
So that that pretty much wraps it up for the one hit wonders of uh, 1980. And Rick Rick will be back one day and we'll do uh, some of the future years. We'll do 81, 82. 82 will be a good one. There's a lot in 82. Um, But until then, we will leave you stuck in 1980 and us still here firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Only because the Rickster's here can we do this. If Sean, <laughs> Sean was here, he'd be playing with his nipples the whole time. That's okay. Yeah, if Sean was here, I'd be playing with his nipples. So it's okay. <laughs> Even better ones.